Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, November 23rd. Our top story, there's been a mixed reaction to a school in Ashford announcing plans to have detentions on Saturdays. Bosses at Towers School say the punishment will be issued to any pupil who's removed from class four times in a single week. Kate has the details for Kent Online. Towers School first introduced the divisive measures back in 2017. Principal Richard Billing says one of their core beliefs is that every student has the right to learn in a disruption-free environment. It means pupils who are removed from from class for bad behaviour four times in one week are required to attend Saturday detention in full school uniform that same week. And what's been the response from parents? Well, it's caused a real divide in the community. Some have described the rules as too much and say disciplinary action shouldn't impact on family time. But then there are those who say losing free time would give the students more incentive to stick to the rules. Kent Online readers have been voting in a poll to say whether or not they think the action is fair. 76% agreed it was. Thanks, Kate. You can let us know what you think by voting in the poll over on our website. Kent Online reports. An investigation's underway after two asylum seekers died while trying to cross the channel to Kent. A small boat got into difficulty near France yesterday. There was a huge search operation and more than 50 people were rescued. A woman in her 80s has been taken to hospital after being hit by a car in Ashford. Emergency crews were called to Kennington Road yesterday evening. The woman was flown to a London hospital where she remains in a serious condition. A 63-year-old man from Ashford has been arrested on suspicion of dangerous driving. A group of Kent doctors is calling for urgent action as they claim GP services are at tipping point. A survey's found 60% of GPs are reporting significant stress levels and 8% are considering leaving the profession. Nicola's been chatting to GP Dr Caroline Rickard, who's medical director of the Kent LMC. We support all the GPs across Kent and Medway and and as part of that we ran a survey over the summer uh, for five weeks and we had 229 responses from our GP general practice uh, colleagues. They described a, a really worrying picture, one that we are aware of in, in the LMC, um, of um, uh, increasing workloads, feeling overburdened, and uh, problems with recruitment, which continue, and uh, really severe challenges uh, amongst the general practice estates. What this looks like in practice is that 60% of our GP colleagues reported significant stress levels. Uh, 22% of them reported that these stress levels were unmanageable. We asked our GP colleagues to give us a snapshot of what their working week looked like. And our GP partners are working on average at 53% above their contracted hours. And that really is a clear demonstration that GPs are having to fill the workforce gap by working extra hours. At the moment in Kent and Medway, our GP to patient uh, ratio is, is at its lowest. So we have 37 GPs, uh, full-time equivalent per 100,000 patients. And if you compare that to the national average in England, uh, it's 45 uh, GPs per 100,000. Uh, so, that, so there's less GPs seeing more patients. It really is a concerning picture, as you said, Caroline. How concerned should patients be then? Because they're the ones who are increasingly demanding care from GPs and it just sounds like there aren't enough to go around at the moment. 
Yeah, I think as a as a patient myself, and obviously every GP in the county is also a patient. Uh, I think it, it is worrying. You know, this this picture is reflected across the NHS at the moment. We're we're seeing uh, in general practice that we are uh, holding patients for longer while they're waiting to see a specialist in 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 the hospital. Uh, and this is adding to that workload where you're seeing patients more frequently when they would have been seen by a specialist and had their problem treated. Uh, so, yeah, as, as a patient, I would be worried. I would be worried about general practice and I'd also be worried about the whole of the NHS. I'm guessing, obviously, there is no easy solution to these problems. They have been building over years. But what do you want to see happen urgently? Because it, it sounds like this is an urgent problem now. Yeah, it, it has become an urgent problem. As you say, it's one that is complicated um, and has been a long time in the making. We really uh, would like locally to see an expansion in the GP general practitioner recruitment scheme uh, to cover the whole of Kent and Medway uh, with increased investment in areas with the lowest GP to patient ratios. Uh, we'd also like to see a simplification in the requirements to become a GP trainer because our GPs expressed a real desire to train the next generation uh, of GPs. And we would like to see the requirements to enable them to do this uh, simplified. Coupled with that, we need some urgent uh, action to address the estate's challenges. At the moment, GP practices just don't have the physical rooms to host our trainees. Um, and we desperately need uh, action to help them to address this. The Department of Health insists they're investing millions to improve the situation. Residents of a street in Wingham say they've been left in shock after a trail of vehicles was left spattered in what looked like blood. Cars and vans parked in Staple Road were found covered on Sunday morning. Police say no criminal offences have been identified. It's still not known where it came from. Head to Kent Online to see footage of the moment a woman was mugged outside her home in Gillingham. The 29-year-old had agreed online to sell an iPhone and was outside the property on Corporation Road when it was snatched from her hands. She says the theft has cost her £450 and is warning others of online scams. Kent Online News. Ofsted's warning the relationship between schools and parents is fractured, resulting in poor behaviour and attendance by pupils. The education watchdog says things have deteriorated since the pandemic as some youngsters are experiencing more anxiety. Here in Kent, about a quarter of children are persistently absent from class. Matthew Purvis is Ofsted's regional director for the South East. Kent schools are doing a really good job for children. Nine out of ten schools in Kent are good or outstanding. And that's a testament to the brilliant work by parents teachers, head teachers and children themselves. But there's a real problem with attendance in Kent. So if you imagine a class of 30 children, every day between two and three children are missing from that class. And that matters because if children aren't in school, they can't be learning. And it gets worse. About a quarter of children miss at least half a day a week or the equivalent of a day a fortnight. And why does that matter? Well, because those children are half as likely as their peers to get five good GCSEs. It's really simple. If you miss school, you're less likely to do well in your exams later and less likely to have the chances in life that your peers have. So the schools are great, but we want every child to benefit from them. And so we're calling on parents and families across Kent to support their children and their schools to attend. 
I think the pandemic's changed lots of expectations. Before the pandemic, there was an unwritten agreement that parents and families would support children to attend, almost come what may, so that they could learn at school. But we all, with our own children and in our own schools, went through a pandemic when attending school wasn't normal for a time. And somehow we haven't got back to the way we were before. Now, it matters because it's really going to impact on those children's life chances. And so wherever there's a choice about making sure that your child can attend school or not, we need to be supporting our children to get to school. We see schools across Kent and across the rest of the Southeast region working really well with children and families. And very often the best work by schools begins with really understanding which children aren't attending and why, and reaching out to the families and working with them and creating an atmosphere of trust so that they can then support their children to come. So there are all sorts of different ways that schools are working with families to solve this. But what matters is that this is absolutely the centre of their attention and they're working really well with families to give those children that great chance. I'm a parent of two children of primary school age and I don't think I could have anticipated the impact that the pandemic's had on them. They're more anxious about going to school and they're more likely to be discouraged than really they ever were before the pandemic hit. And we're all learning as we go what the impact of that has been. And the thing is that the children who are at school now are those who've had that pandemic and they're the ones that we need to give the best possible start in life to and give the best possible education to, to make up for that time. More than £4 million has been spent on upgrading a sewage works in Ashford to stop a bad smell. People had been complaining about the Southern Water site on Kinney's Lane for years. The company say the works already made a massive difference. Kent Online's been told 3,000 tonnes of waste couldn't be recycled in Medway because it'd been put in the wrong bin. The contaminated rubbish had to be sorted differently or incinerated. It happened in the year to this September and cost the council an extra £57,000. Now, a multi-million pound project to upgrade one of Kent's roads is set to progress after being approved by the government. Kent County Council submitted plans for improvement works to junctions either end of Bluebell Hill between Maidstone and Medway. It'll cost nearly £200 million. Construction work is set to begin in 2027. Tributes are being paid to a mum from Maidstone who died just weeks after being diagnosed with a cancerous brain tumour. Lorraine Janczewski began to feel dizzy and confused last month and specialists in London confirmed her condition was terminal. It was thought she could live up to three years, but she quickly deteriorated and passed away on November 12th. Lorraine's son John has been speaking to Charlotte about his mum's final weeks. She just had that kind of spirit that... um yeah loving spirit where she just wants to help people um very proud of that um and yeah just wish we had more time with her unfortunately you know when it when it all sort of happened initially about four or five weeks ago now when she first went into hospital they said like oh we think she's got a tumor and it just sort of deteriorated really quickly first it was depending on results it could be three months worst case scenario to three months uh, to three years best case scenario and we thought well it's not great but three or four years would be fantastic yeah couldn't operate couldn't do chemo and then it was a case of well we'll just make her comfortable she'll probably get three months and then being told that sort of a week 10 days later she'd, she'd gone so it just happened really really quickly um but she just she just had a a kind of spirit like I'm more cynical I'm more sarcastic like that's that's my sense of humor but my mum was more sort of caring and and open and my last memory of my mum while she's still coherent um which i've loved telling um the last 
sort of last week or so is um I got to the to the thing and she she she's able to still open her eyes slightly as you can see it was me and I was telling her that I was going to sing Spice Girls at her funeral and she was like no um it's it's so daft and so silly that's my last memory of my mum but it just it's so I'm so glad it was just a happy one it wasn't of her um being in hospital in pain thankfully she wasn't in pain at the end and you know, it's just so nice to have like something daft as well. Kent Online reports. Plans have been revealed to move a school in Northleet to a new development. Rocheville CV Primary will be relocating to Cable Wharf. The school will keep its name but be expanded to take on three times as many students. It's hoped to open in 2025. Steve Carey is CEO of the Aletheia Academies Trust. Facilities are going to be great. It will have a, a small specialist provision, um, a full nursery. It will expand from a current pan of 20 students to a two form entry, so that's 60 students. Uh, we will have a three or four G to be determined artificial pitch, but it will be floodlit for community use. Uh, the hall and kitchens are available for community use. And something that's really exciting is that. Um, we are opening a, a specialist science lab, which will be great for the students because it's not often at primary school they get to use uh, a laboratory, a fully fitted laboratory. But we're also working in partnership with uh, STEM Southeast and a team of STEM ambassadors to make sure that that facility is available for other schools, primary and secondary, and for the wider community. So we're really, really excited about it. And the other lovely thing is that the build is um, it's net zero, which means that it's um, a zero emission building. Uh, so it's it's quite trailblazing in the fact that it's really sustainable um, and won't impact on, on, on the community as well. This is an expansion and a relocation of an existing school. It's not a brand new school, so it's really important. Um, we have a super community at Rocheville who've been really behind the school. Some great things have been happening there in recent years. The idea is that actually this is a, a great opportunity to bring the two communities together, the existing community and the new community. So it remains as Rocheville School. It is the expansion um, and, and relocation of an existing school. So I think we're really excited about bringing the two communities together as a single Rocheville community because although the new area is called Cable Wharf it's built on what were the Rocheville Pleasure Gardens so this is all the Rocheville community and will be going forward as well. Elsewhere the work being done by schools in Kent to improve their local environments has been recognised at an annual celebration. The Green School Awards are for primary pupils right through to older students. They've been handed out just a week before world leaders meet at the COP28 summit in Dubai. Nicola's been chatting to Jenny Thomas from Hernhill Primary which has a refill shop run by students. The whole school are invited to come to the shops which we now hold on Tuesdays once a month. Parents can buy before school um, or place an order before school and also the shop is open for about half an hour after school as well. The children run it all, they have their own board meetings, they've got roles such as de uh, director, deputy director, marketing manager, um, finance, children run it all, all with help from myself and the head teacher, Mrs. Alexander. And um, yeah, they love it. And they've gained so much confidence and so many life skills, which they wouldn't have had if we hadn't had the great opportunity from the training from Pupils Profit. So. And how much do they appreciate why it's so important to refill and, and, and not use plastics all the time? Well, um, the children, we've, our eco club is very popular. We're full to bursting. And um, the children we have here today, actually, have been at our eco club for the last three years. And they are so passionate about, uh, passionate about saving uh, 
well, saving the planet. We've uh, won two awards now with um, the Eco Schools Partnership. So in the past, we have um, done topics on marine and learnt about uh, clean, making sure the ocean is clean. Uh, we've learnt about climate change. We've done, um, what else have we done? Biodiversity and making our own bird feeders. So they are so passionate. Rosie herself, she's rescued a hedgehog in the past. <laughs> and we then found one at our school, which we've rescued, and the Hedgehog Rescue Centre have named it Rosie. Um, so, yes, they're very, very passionate. Kent Online News. Three Kent businesses have been recognised at the Euro-Asia Curry Awards. Curry Mecca in Gravesend was named Best Indian Restaurant in Kent, while Abdul Maya from Prince of India in Faversham won Businessman of the Year. Effies in Dartford claimed the prize for Best Turkish Restaurant. Paloma Faith will be playing at Dreamland in Margate next year. She's been added to the summer series and will perform on the scenic stage on the 16th of August. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. And thousands of presents have been donated to KMFM's Give a Gift campaign. They're going to be giving toys to children who will be spending the festive season in hospitals, care facilities or in less fortunate situations. Generous people who've been collecting gifts have been chatting to Gary and Chelsea on The Breakfast Show. It's amazing from Bad Oak Primary in Jenego. My water log is a colouring book, a puzzle and a money box. I'm going to leave them here for you so you can give them to the children before Christmas. My name is Murphy and all these toys are from me and it's for a, a country academy at St Nicholas Block. How are you school? What's your favourite uh, subject at school, uh, Murphy? I like maths and does break and, and lunch counter as yes. subject. Uh, yeah. <laughs> lunch L- is the best lunch subject. Yeah. We like that. That's yeah. definitely our favourite. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Well played. What made you want to get involved? Well, um... Lee, I always listen to you guys on the radio when, when I'm going to school and looked at, I heard about Give a Gift and looked at, I'm like, oh, I could do that for me in my class. Give a Gift has been brilliant with your help. Uh, but there's one fella who's really been getting stuck in. He's been at the coal face of gift giving uh, from Bargain Hunter UK. Morning, Pete! Good morning. Pete is here. Uh, Pete, uh, you've been with us on this journey before and it was magnificent last year. And here you are again from Bargain Hunter UK this morning with us. Uh, how is this year comparing to last year? Been just as busy? It's, I would say, even busier. It's been absolutely no way. brilliant. There is so much coming in at the minute. It's absolutely amazing. Has there been a super popular gift, have you noticed? Like, what's the trending one at the moment? We know kids love Paw Patrol. Lego is always really popular, especially the Harry Potter. And another top gift this year seems to be the Gabby's Dolls House, which is a newer newer one out. And obviously, you've got the Barbie and the LOL, but Gabby seems to be the, the top leader in toys this year so far. Last year was amazing. What made you want to get involved again this year, Pete? I think coming out last year when we was delivering, I mean, it's just the smiles on the faces and, you know, you can see the appreciation that from the care homes, from the hospitals, from the staff, the nurses, you know, it was just seeing that just made me wanted to do it again. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and Kent will start next season with a championship game against Somerset at Canterbury on April the 5th. The fixtures are out and it's been confirmed the Spitfires T20 Blast campaign will get underway at Middlesex at the end of May. Canterbury will also host a women's T20 international when England take on New Zealand in July. 
To Football Now and Gillingham manager Stephen Clements says he's pleased with the progress made since he took charge at the start of the month. He's had more time on the training ground with his squad after their 3-1 victory over Salford City last Saturday. They're travelling to take on Tranmere Rovers in League Two this weekend. Staying with football and Gillingham's under-18s will take to Priestfield under lights tonight as they take on Eastleigh in the FA Youth Cup. The squad are hoping to build on their first round victory where they beat Ware 2-1. The winners of tonight's match will face Oxford United away. Kickoffs at 7. And a Medway boxer says he can't wait to make his professional debut after signing with legendary promoter Frank Warren. Charlie Hickford from Cliff has previously represented Britain during his amateur career. The 21-year-old featherweight will be fighting at York Hall in London tomorrow. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories directed to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.